and welcome to another episode of General Nerd Sense, the podcast from Shield Wall Productions, where we talk about anything and everything generally nerdy, hence the name. And on this episode, we have myself, John, and Jacob. We are doing player versus GM. Specifically addressing the mindset that it is players versus the GM, and why this is kind of, not just problematic, but I'd perhaps say a little bit toxic. toxic. Yeah. This is, this is the complete wrong mindset to have. And this is one of these times where, like, we're not going to preface this with this is just a matter of our, this is just our opinion, like, our opinion and stuff, man. Like, no, this is 100% the wrong mindset to have going into any tabletop role-playing setting. This is, it just is. Yeah. This is just one of those objective, this is just, these are, these are facts. <laughs> it is wrong to kill people. And it is not the player versus players yeah. versus the GM. It is not the GM versus the players, because we've said this a lot in past in previous podcasts. We've even made it as hashtags on Instagram that GMs are players too. Yeah, and now we're gonna hammer that in. We're we're going we're going to speak a bit more at length about this and why. It's an important it, it, topic. It's an important topic, and why it's so important to remember, and why it's quite a shame. That it seems to kind of fall by the wayside. Perhaps not in overtly toxic ways, but the fact that it happens is inherently bad. It's just not good. A lot of the times it happens to people aren't intending for, like, they they don't always go straight for the, I'm I'm fighting the GM on this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm out for GM blood. They're not rules learning it. They're not trying to derail the campaign. No, it's, it's just a weird mindset. I'm actually going to quote a... Um, a Another company, another bunch of nerds that I'm quite a fa big fan of, which is the Geek Pantheon. Mm -hmm. um, they were talking about this. One of them was talking about this in one of their blog posts, about how there's a moment where someone reminded the GM of one of the rules, and then someone, one of the other players said, hey, come on, same team. It's like, yeah, exactly. You're all on the same team. I think I might have quoted that before on this podcast. You might have. But it's worth bear it's worth quoting again because it's so important. It's like, yeah, same team. You're all on the same team, GM included. You're all on the same team. And that team's working to have fun. And if you want to get the maximum mileage out of fun, I don't know. Maybe it's important for the person driving to know all the rules. You 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 don't have the actors like fighting the script to to fight to fight the story. You don't have them well. going. Well, but I mean, like the point is, when they do, it's a horror story. That's why it's a horror story. That's the, yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not talking the script is a horror story. I mean, like it is a like it is a horror story of events. Like when actors get uppity, yeah, and egotistical, and start fighting the script and fighting the director. That's when it just becomes a nightmare for everyone on set. That's not a good environment. Yeah. And now there there is something to be said. Like there there are competitive people, and sure, that's that's fine. You can be competitive. It's just sure. But the thing is, you're not. You're not being competitive in 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 a non toxic way. You're you're doing it that is actually like kind well, of hindering your party overall because you might not think it, but the more you're fighting the GM on things and the more you're making it not fun for him, he's not going to be able to do as good of a job to make the party to make the campaign fun for the rest of the party for everyone, including yourself. Because uh, and well, here's the thing though: competitive, notwithstanding, competitiveness aside. It's one thing to be competitive, but I feel like, generally speaking, a tabletop role-playing game setting isn't probably it probably isn't the best avenue to let one's competitive streak shine. No, it's not. It's ultimately it's not a competitive game. This isn't a game that like oh I'm gonna you know go into the set you know go into the group whatever I'm gonna win. It's like um yeah you're gonna win. Wait what? 
Like, what do you There's mean? There's winning? Like, we can win? Is this a rule? Can we do this? Right. What are the rules for winning? Right. Like, yeah, you're going to win your fights. You're going to win your diplomacy checks, whatever. But, like, going into the mindset of I'm going to win a game of Dungeons & Dragons is, well... Winning a game, winning in the sense that I am, or beyond just accomplishing the good, you know, the plot, progressing the plot, you know, doing your part, of, your side of the plot, which is foiling the big bad or whatever. Like, the only winning move is not to play. That's, that's not right at all. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're trying to go in with a com purely mindset of I'm going to win this campaign, you're not going to win, and. Let me ultimately actually I should rephrase because you're going you know the whole like because you can win the campaign by defeating big bad sure but if you're going to the mindset I'm gonna win and I'm gonna be in first place like that yeah that's not that's that's, that's what I'm referring that's to that's not it's... how this works there's not there's not a, a first there's not a winner's podium of first second and third like there's not a gold silver and bronze medal here like the, the not how this works and and that's the problem is like. And everyone does this. Like, people want to try to do the best. And a lot of times, like, people will just pick an opponent. They they pick someone they want to do better than them. And objectively, it's easy to understand how people can get the GM versus, or the players versus GM yeah. mindset. Because the GM has the unenviable task of controlling all of the bad guys, all of the enemies, all of the people who are actively working against the interests of the party. Not necessarily because they want to, but because that's their role in all of this role-playing yeah, but they also they also it, play all the good characters you like that are helping the party. Like that one random NPC that you've all imprinted on that the GM didn't intend to have more than 10, 15 minutes of screen time tops. That is now like an integral part of your party that you are all throwing yourselves in the face of harm's way to keep alive. The one that the GM didn't even really like that much. You could tell he was kind of phoning in, but you all kind of like the charm of just the, you know, like cobbled together NPC. Yeah, he's that NPC too. He's every shopkeep. He's He's, he's, he's the like guy a, who sent you on the quest to defeat the big bad. He is, if, if anything, the GM is just a really good double agent. The GM wears <laughs> many a hats. lot of many hats. Much like t a typical player in Team Fortress 2. Yes. But it's important. But yeah, sure, they play the baddies. Sure. But they also play all the good guys, too, that aren't you, that aren't your party. So why is it... So, like, sure, we can... It's understandable how it happens, the players versus GM mindset, but it's important to keep, well, mindful of it, and don't let that influence one's opinion and how one perhaps reacts to unfortunate events in the campaign. Because remember, it's not the GM being the, being, how do I say, just because GM is playing bad guy does not mean he is bad guy or girl. And well, Either way. And I mean, a lot of it too is, it's it's kind of like, just something that's ingrained in us. People remember bad things a lot better than they remember good things. So when you're thinking of the GM, you're more thinking about the encounter <laughs> you almost died. Rather than the time you got paid an exorbitant amount of money for ultimately trivial and easy to do, easy to accomplish or errand. Let, or he let you get that item you really wanted. Or With that, like your your brain is, is much better at tallying up the, the bad things because you need to tally up those to fix them. And you're, you're like, well... GM did those things. And yep. if, if you don't kind of ha come in with this healthy mindset of, yeah, the GM but uh, the GM does this, but that's his required role. 
Doesn't do it because he wants to. He does it because, it, well, I mean, he kind of wants to because he, want, he wants to play Dungeon Dragon. He wants to play a tabletop role-playing game, so he kind of wants to. But just because he wants to doesn't mean he enjoys it. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's a strangely tangled, complicated thing to say and confusing thing to say. But, like, it, it still makes a sort of sense. Like, the GM is forced into this role where they kind of have to well, do terrible things to the party. Not necessarily because they want to, though sometimes they totally do. If, if you could make an intriguing story without any antagonists, let me know. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I think we've talked about this. One of the party, well, I guess, no, that's a good point. There there has to be an antagonist. Yeah. And at the end of the day, somebody it has... Yeah, it doesn't have to be necessarily a, like, yeah, like a character character. Sometimes yeah. the antagonist is just... I mean, you word. could do, like, um, Man Shorts does all these skits about, like, average day, like, things that are D&D, like, you mm -hmm. know, call center or something. <laughs> if you notice, though, the GM always is the antagonist. In, in every skit, he, he has to play the antagonist as well as the other NPCs. Because it's player, uh, it's it's players versus, the, uh, I mean, characters versus the antagonist. That's that's how stories go. It's Players versus characters, player characters versus antagonist does not equate to players versus GM. Yeah. That's where the waters get a little muddied. Because it, it can be hard to have that one layer of separation because remember you, if you're thinking of it as this mindset of it's me versus him that's that's wrong no it's my character versus his character and granted this might be a cultural thing for us americans it's always very much it's gotta be in us versus them just generally speaking in our country's history inarticulated yelling right like on a cultural level perhaps it's a bit easier to understand how that at least happens with american groups I can't speak for European role-playing group because I'm not... I, I've been to many parts of the world. I'm unfortunately not friends with very many people from different parts of the world because at the end of the day, I'm still American. I'd say <laughs> I just I can be personable, overall, but I'm still American. Overall, even to some degree, it's 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 an innate part of our, our nature. Like, us versus them. Yeah, First it was the us versus the Redcoats, then it was us versus the Redcoats the second time, and then it was... Us versus ourselves, but also they weren't us. It, it was the blue coats versus the gray coats. And then it was us versus the Kaiser. And listen, it's, it's always an us versus them with us Americans. So it's very easy to understand how the players of D tabletop role playing can see it. It's us versus the GM. Sure. And I mean, ultimately, like, for anyone, it's, it's easy to see how someone can jump into this mindset. And it's, it's just not going to lead to fun. And... Well, not fun for everyone. And that's ultimately the objective of tabletop role-playing games as a whole, is that everyone is having fun, including the GM. Because, say it once, say it again, say it with me, GMs are players, too. Yeah. Now, you, you, basically, you take this story where you have that one layer of separation. And a story, there's, there's many different, like, kind of overarching plots in stories there's you know man versus nature man versus man man versus god man versus you know society man versus wild <laughs> man versus wild naked man versus naked wild <laughs> but at the end of the day what you're what you're taking it into is you're no longer having that 
story. You're not no longer having character versus any of those because just replace man with character. Right. Because you're you're writing your own story. You're having it be character versus writer. Right. It. That's this. This is some very postmodern. Deadpool kills the entire Marvel universe. It just you beat me to it. Honestly, yeah. some super Deadpool shit, and like, yeah, it's entertaining when Deadpool does it because Deadpool's doing it. And and ultimately, it's done tongue in cheek. Right. It's it's done as this is a concept that could happen, not as this is a concept that you should role play because. Right. Ultimately, it's not fun. And what makes the whole fourth wall shattering Deadpool kills the un- entire universe thing quite entertaining is that oh it's pre-scripted it's on rails yeah yes it develops in a way that feels organic and whatever because it's pre-scripted it's a pre-scripted never it's on rails it's, it's literally the writers kill, what is writing the, about deadpool killing them what's the kiss of death for any tabletop role-playing adventure rails yeah as soon as you feel like you're on a disneyland ride the adventure is over and you're no longer winning you're along for the ride and then it becomes just not fun for majority of people and whether it's fun for majority and not fun for a few or fun for one or a few and not fun for the majority is neither here nor there because the whole point is it needs to be fun for everyone and if one person is doing their best deadpool impression by trying to kill the universe or just trying to shatter the fourth wall every chance they get whether or not the gym's actually giving them the proper setup or whatever to do so that is not only disruptive it's also not fun and it's not particularly clever because, again, Deadpool's done it. <laughs> like Simpsons did it, or in this case, Deadpool's done it. I guess I probably the Simpsons have done it too. Uh, I probably honestly, Simps- <laughs> there's a South Park episode on this. The Simpsons have already done everything. I'm sure there's a Treehouse of Horror some point in time or some episode, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, you raise an excellent point. Simpsons have probably already done this. Viewers, if you know a Simpsons episode that did do it, please let us know. Because that would just add layers of irony onto this. Oh, yeah. No, that, no, that really, that would just kind of vindicate us. Not even vindicate. That yeah. would just kind of lend credence to our way, like, like, to the whole point of, you're, it's not funny when you're doing the fourth wall breaky thing all the goddamn time because Simpsons slash Deadpool slash something, you know. It's Somebody's already, done it. It's already been done and far better because it's a pre-scripted narrative. It's a pre-scripted sequence, and that's not how tabletop role-playing There's loose pre-scripting but like nothing's on rails or not you know what it's i mean another interesting topic for later of uh is there anything original and and how to be original but pretty sure the answer is no but it's up for another day and that's not yeah. the topic of this podcast <laughs> so but continuing with that that mindset of you know it's me versus the gm there's so in a lot of sports mainly you know sports where Competing to finish something like let's let's use golf because this is where I heard it and a lot of a lot of golf players don't compete against each other because that's that's not a great way to look at it. You're not competing against the next golfer. You're competing against the course because ultimately at the end of the day you're you're not trying to beat the player person next to you you're trying to do better against this course you're basically yeah sure and and ultimately a lot of it as well like other other like i know competitive like kayaking or like rowing they 
they aren't competing against another team. I have one of one of my friends who is a competitive rower. Um, but they're never competing against another team, really. They're, they're trying to compete and do better against themselves, which is even a better mindset. But either one of those mindsets, either, like, if, if you're going to find a way to compete and you need to curb this, you know, competition because people like to compete. Right, need to feed this need, this compulsion to have some sort of spirit of competition going on. Either compete against Big Bad and roleplay the shit out of it. Because if you literally, if your character is getting into, like, a dick me uh, measuring match with Big Bad because you want to win and you, and you want to compete against them, and you're doing it in character and not having it hamper the D&D campaign, that would be awesome. You Because you can feed all of that energy of competition into competing against Big Bad. In character, leave that fourth wall alone, it's load-bearing. Exactly. Now, if, if you want as well, like, if... Now, competing against Big Bad, you're already fighting him. I, here's the thing, I feel like this is not an either-or sort of dealio. No. Like, it can, it if you need... If, if you absolutely must insist on feeding some sort of need for competition, that is the one and only pr proper way to do competition in D&D, which is you're competing in character against Big Bad. Otherwise, you're just... You're kind of missing the point here. And I mean, ultimately, with, with the second one, that... It, it, it works for everywhere in your life. If, if you compete against yourself to try to do better, that's a great way to curb that competition and never get into that mindset of it's us versus them. You know, it's... I'm not competing against the the opposing team i'm competing to do better with myself to do better in the game right i mean ultimately like if if that's if that's the way you want to do it and you want to 100 percent go out and try to do better try to role play better than you have before try to you know assist the team more than you have before do a role that you normally wouldn't do but try to be the best at it the, right you know if choose a role and Try to do it the best because ultimately, that's a much better way to play a D and D game. Is try to be the best goddamn healer there is, right? Or be the best tank, or be the best DPS, whatever your party needs, right? And it, it, it works, and you're not making the DM's life miserable in doing so. You're probably gonna help. Well, it. not deliberately, per se. Like you're not. It's not. It's no longer it's deliberate a, action. It's not a deliberate act against the DM. It's an act against the things the DM is presenting. Yeah. And the two are subtly but distinctly different. And, I mean, ultimately, the same goes for the DM. If you are trying actively to, like, throw something at the party that beats them, that's that's not healthy either. Right. But, like we said, the DM's a player, and players shouldn't fight other players. Well, I mean, I think we did a podcast where, like, I mean, it happens. Very extreme circumstances. But you shouldn't have this clash of wills. From the get-go. Yeah. That hopefully helps. Again, like a lot, we've said a lot, the end of a lot of, a lot of different podcasts, talk to your players, talk to your GM, resolve this. Yeah. As people, rather than, you know, characters. Like, resolve this, like, mature, responsible adults that presumably... Like ninety percent of our over ninety percent of our audience is, according to Instagram <laughs> stuff. But I mean, like, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't try to always one up another party member, right? In, uh, in your party, don't don't do it to the DM because the DM is another party member. You know, right? 
if you're sitting on the other side of the table, we we all on the other side of the screen from you. That doesn't make him not a member of the party. I, I would go out on a leg and say everyone's experienced that person that always tries to one up you, and it's annoying. And you wouldn't do that to someone in your party, so why are I've you... experienced them all the time, Jacob. Way more than you. See, you hear that? That's really fucking obnoxious. It so is. Why, you're, and you're not doing that to your player, so why are you doing it to your DM? Like, like deliberately. Del- deliberately. Yeah. Because there are times where it's just like, listen, the dice the dice said, man. Like, the dice said I just straight geared the enemy. Like, I didn't... <laughs> like, I know this trying. is an odd thing to say, but I didn't mean to win that quickly like i meant to win i just didn't mean to win win like sorry like like that's a whole other matter yeah like again we've we've talked about the dice gods and how fickle their whims are sometimes no matter how cleverly crafted your encounter your counters are gms sometimes the dice gods just say nah and your cleverly crafted encounter will just fall apart at the seams from a gentle gentle breeze, really. And, and I mean, ultimately, a lot of what this mentality brings is meta metagamers. Yeah, because that is kind of what it comes down to a little bit, too. Because at the end of the day, when you're trying to beat the GM and win, you're you're going full metagame. Right. And we've talked about mitigating metagaming in the past, and I think that's probably the quickest I've ever said it, even that other podcast that we yeah. did. But, like, that is kind of the crux of the issue of metagaming as a whole is as well as the players versus GM mindset, is if you're playing to beat the GM, you are shamelessly metagaming, and shame on you. Yeah. Metagaming is wrong. Do not do it. It's it's not fun for anyone. And you, right. you might think you're having fun. It's not what... It's not the fun you could be having. Right. It's fun to drive that, that brand new, you know, Jaguar off-roading. But that's also but not... But that's not the way it was designed it, to be fun. Mm-mm. Cause don't don't do that. It's an expensive car. Yeah, don't take supercars off roading, please. Unless you're top what did they gear. ever do? I was listen. <laughs> they're they're very special. Clarkson and him and May are very special special cases, and they make things work that just generally kind of shouldn't ever, literally ever. They, ever. they, they and make they, it, and they do make a point like this. No, this by like all rules of everything this just that's not this isn't the way it should work do not do this at home they, they make it fun in the british way which is kind of counterintuitive but it's it, it's fun to watch all, isn't that not, an interesting thing to say british ways being counterintuitive because they seem to be quite sensible individual people but anyway their, their humor is great i, I love it it's anyway, like back on topic any yeah back on topic so i mean if, if, if you want the golden rule play onto the gm what you would want played onto you if you if you were in his shoes don't and yeah, you wouldn't want like, a player to do that. If you're unsure about a course of action, ask yourself, if I was the GM right now, would someone doing what I'm thinking of doing to me really quite piss me off? Now, now paint it in the scope in your head. Would it piss me off after I've spent X amount of time planning this story and trying to make it all cohesive? Right, because that's an important part that I to consider that I feel like is... <sighs> kind of inadvertently also falls by the wayside a little bit is just how much time and planning and prep work gms put into not just campaigns but each individual session that is a lot of work that someone is doing 100 voluntarily for free for the spirit and their payment is the spirit well their motivation whatever is the spirit of fun with the group of like-minded individuals they're putting in a phenomenal amount of work into each individual session 
so that's why it is very poor form and ultimately quite toxic to have the mindset mindset of players versus GM because you are actively working against someone's creative effort that they're doing for free for you and group a group of other people and for their own enjoyment you're actively working to shit on that and that's just not quite okay because this is a little bit different from other creative mediums in that like it is an interactive creative medium and like sure there's you know for example video games journalism whatever as an interactive creative medium sure but like that's a bit different because you're paying money for video games most of the time or rather you should be unless they are free to play games so like yeah you are there's the understanding that it is a service you are paying coin for so yeah you can be a little bit critical of it and if you're going to be critical of a gm that is something you need to do very respectfully and creative criticism creative criticism is the proper way to go about it and not just this sucks or like you know disinterest whatever like it's one thing to be disinterested but disinterested but address what's making you disinterested and more over if something your gm is doing or if you don't like the campaigns with being progressed or whatever don't listen whatever that is not an excuse by any stretch to sit there scribbling, doing the the tabletop role-playing equivalent of scribbling on paper by just actively plotting to and working to derail your GM's hard work. That is not okay, because you're not addressing the core issue of what it is about the session or campaign that you are not enjoying when you could be. If you are, in, if you are actively engaging with your GM and talking to them about what you do not like in the campaign, because they're a player too, and are giving them creative input on or creative criticism whatever on what they could do to change things to make it more enjoyable not just for not just for you we'll get to that in a second but for just everyone as a whole so that everyone can have a good time and enjoy themselves as a group gm party included that is probably the one thing i feel like i read about people struggling with the most because it's also something that is, I feel like, a little bit tricky to do because people take criticism very differently across the board. So, like, it's a tricky thing to do, but it is entirely worth doing because it is still better than the player versus GM mindset. Ultimately, and I'm going to make a, this a very broad statement, but I'd go out on a leg to say most GMs would rather get harsher criticism than have disinterested players who just fuck around. Right. Because they would rather know what the problem is than just have to deal with passive-aggressive or, like, disinterested players fucking around. Right. Because ultimately, the GM wants to do something fun. He wants to do something that is cohesive and works out for everyone. Themselves Cause, included. Because ultimately, most GMs get enjoyment out of players playing their stories that they've built. And interacting with the world that they have created and the characters that they have created. And if you're not if you're not interested or you're just fucking around... Then that, the GM is not going to have fun either. Exactly. And I'm, I'm going out on a leg here, but as a GM, I would rather my players tell me, this sucks, I'm and bored. this is why it sucks. Mm-hmm. And me to be like, okay... Than allowing that, it to persist. That that hurt, but 
he's right. I have been doing this, and I could see where he might not enjoy this, and I could then change it. I'd rather deal with the little bit of hurt now than the long, drawn-out hurt. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid. Right. I'd rather deal with it real quick than have to deal with this for several months until the player is just like, whatever, I give up. I'm just fucking around and murder hoping now. Right. Because tell me in what way is approaching a campaign or session that you don't like with the mindset of, I guess it's just time to murder hope now. Tell me in what way is that better than addressing the things that you don't like as a party so that you can not do the murder hobo we thing. Because, yes, it's entertaining, ha-ha, ping-pong ball, Captain Kangaroo, whatever. But, like, it is ultimately not what's going to lead to everyone getting the maximum amount of mileage and enjoyment out of a D&D or tabletop role-playing session or campaign that they otherwise could. It's like, why watch only Tom and Jerry in... You know, it's 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 funny when you're a kid, but like after if if you're an adult and just continued and continue to watch Tom and Jerry, you're not gonna laugh at it the same amount because no. it's gonna get old. Yeah. Why why is murder hoboing the any any different? Like, granted, here and there, it it can be kind of funny. Sure. It can be a little bit of comic relief. At the same time, if like, that's your default go-to every time you encounter a session or a campaign that you're just not particularly interested in, what wrong? What eh. what that says to me as both a player and DM, that you you lack the the ability to think up of something to do, so your your immediate solution is, I don't know, I'm going to hit it with a stick. Sure. Like, ultimately, instead of doing that, try to think of something creative or interesting in that- so that your character can interact with the world in a way that's productive and builds the story. Right, because that... Because, again, just to remind everyone... GMs are players too, and if your GM isn't having fun, because I guarantee you that if your murder hobo, if your default go to when board now kicks in is to murder hobo, your GM's not having fun, and your GM ain't having fun, then not everyone is having fun. Yeah, and there are some, and I guarantee you that it's not just the GM. I guarantee that there's one or two members of the party who's like they'll go along with it just because like majority rule, whatever. They don't want to cause the dreaded fuss. Yeah, by disagreeing, offering this opinion, but like I guarantee you that not everyone is on super on board with the whole committing multiple in-game in-character homicide thing now granted if if you if you want to do that and that's all you want to do that's fine at the end of the day play that but uh probably appropriate gm yeah exactly fine i guarantee you i guarantee you i promise you promise 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 there is a gm out there for you there is like how to say listeners you kind of know me by now well enough over the course of like over many Many, many, many podcasts since day one. You know me well enough by now. And if I can find a girlfriend, you can find a GN that will suit that playstyle. I promise you. Like, anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. And you know what? Even if you can't find that GM, you can become that GM. And you can run your favorite murder hoboing game because I know you know other murder hobos. (laughs) And guess what? You might not like it too much after... After you become the GM, and, and as much as you like the initial idea... And it'll be fun at first, I grant it, sure. Yeah. And you know what? If you if you love murder hoboing, and you love having your murder hobos, do, do mur- it. Do it, and, and, and please take all the murder hobos from all the other groups, <laughs> and just, like... Go be murder hobos elsewhere, and you'll, you'll all be go, happy together. Yeah. 
Because at the end of the day, if you're having fun doing it, have fun doing it. But, right. but everyone needs to be having fun. Everyone doing needs it. to be having fun. Yeah. Hundred percent. And if the party in anyone in a party is going into the, a session or a camp, sorry, not just a session, but a campaign with it's us versus the GM with that as the mindset, then I promise you, not everyone is having fun. No. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. What if the even if it's just one person that goes in, it's you know players versus GM. What if they start losing? Then they're not having fun. Yeah. And then as soon as they're not having fun because they're not beating the GM, and then erroneously, you... then they're going to cause a fuss by getting in attitude. Mm-hmm. And then no one's having fun anymore. Not just not them, but literally no one No one likes No one likes a salty salamander. No one likes a... Uh, I don't have any other clever alliterative wordplay off the top of my head. I'm not that, I'm not that good. <laughs> But, like, the point is, again, GMs are players, too. Everyone needs to be, ha- all players need to be having fun in order for a session or campaign, both, both session and campaign, to be considered a full success. Because, like, and, and ultimately, if you're going in with that mindset, why don't you just find another GM where you don't have to have that mindset of, I, it's me versus him. Like, it's not right. as hard as people think to find a GM who meshes with your playstyle? I was literally gonna say if like if people can find people can find a GM that will totally cater to and enjoy catering to the murder hobo mindset of a party, I guarantee you that there's a GM out there that is one hundred percent a okay and will enjoy the it is me versus the players mindset as well. And I guarantee you they will be very good at it. <laughs> They'll be very good at it, but they won't be blatantly cheating about yeah. it. Yeah. And I guarantee you that when you go up against that GM and this is the time where, like, I guess that's the only time asterisk that a player versus GM mindset is healthy is that when all parties are in agreement and in accord that, yes, it is, that is how it is. Jesus. I, I can just imagine. <laughs> when DM versus player, like, just competitions and, and turning turning this into, like, just the competitive scene of D&D. We're going to, it's going to be, I'm going to go into the campaign. We're gonna fuck the DM and... I, I'm just kind of imagining it play out like uh, it's car versus man. Thunderdome. <laughs> but, like, here's the thing. Like, other than that one specific instance where ev- – and that specific instance being everyone, including the GM, is in agreement. Yes, it is me versus you guys. Let's rumble. Other I mean, than that, that is literally the only time where it is um, not bad. Not a bad thing. Not an inherently bad thing to have the GM versus player mindset. And again, the only time where that's not a bad mindset to have is when you, I don't know, communicate. Yeah. Otherwise, having the GM versus player mindset is bad. It is just full stop. Ba- well, other than that, what, you know what? It's Fuck full it. stop. It, full stop. Bad full stop. Because that's, We're putting the hammer down. Because here's the thing. Letter versus spirit. And the spirit of the indie is that everyone's having fun. And like, I don't know. Like, I feel like. Sure, it can start off with everyone in agreement, but I feel like tempers would flare and things would get super personal, super quick. And like, even when people agree, yeah, it's GM versus us sort of even thing. in a friendly boxing match, people are gonna get pissed off, right? Because ultimately, people are gonna get Pe- hurt, right? Yeah, like that's that's what it boils down to is people think they've been hurt by the other party, and if a lot well, of actually it- they haven't been hurt by the other party, they've been hurt by their own dice. Yeah, and ultimately, you got to kind of think, is there anything I could have done? And is 
does this really hurt me? Am I am I physically hurt by this, or am I is is my ego just a little bit hurt because my character got fucked? Right. And ultimately, for me, I've definitely decided over the course of doing all this, I'd rather keep my friends than keep my ego not hurt right. anytime I I go into a game. Right. My character's hit points do not reflect my egos. My, the condition that my character is in should also not reflect the condition that my ego is in. Full stop. Yeah. And it can be hard. I'm I'm not going to go straight out there and just be preachy. I mean, like, there's there's definitely been times where I've gone into games and I'm like, God damn it. Why, it seems like everything's out against me. And I have to be like, you're here to have fun. Have fun. Mandatory fun time. <laughs> We're having fun. We're having fun. This is fun. But here's the thing, though. Like, if it does feel like that. Like, I don't know, like, you just can't catch a break no matter, like, making all the right choices, all decisions, make, even your roles are, you know, like, even, like, average slash slightly barely above average, and it just seems like you're just getting hosed no matter what you do. I don't know, bring it up. Communicate. And take it out on the dice. Fuck the dice. Grab the nearest ball peen hammer, line your dice up. Now, if you don't own your dice, don't do that. But uh, if if you don't own your dice, they need to be your specifically your they, dice. They need you to be need your to own dice. those dice that you're ex- that you're executing one of. And if you do, great. It, I guarantee you will get a laugh out of the party if you pull out like the dice that rolled badly. You just pull it out and nonchalantly grab a hammer and just smash it. You need to line up all the other dice that are part of that yeah. set, though, to witness what is going on to understand that there are consequences for failure. <laughs> Failure is not an option. Right. But they need to be your dice. You can't do that to someone else's dice. No. That is a 100% party foul. That, that is that also is, destruction that is of known, property. That, that is destruction of property and also into what is colloquially known as a social faux pas. Because those dice might not be rolling great for you, but they sure are for that person who owns them. You know why? Because he did his own dice executions. Right. Right. But ultimately, like, don't compete against your GMs. Because that's just not the healthy mindset to no. have. That's not, that is not the spirit of Dungeons and Dragons. And I feel like we talked about what the role of a GM is. And at, one, and at no point, I don't think, did we ever say that it is the GM versus the players I mean, by design. Like, they this, haven't made a Dark Souls RPG game yet. Uh, I, I think they've made a card game. They've made miniatures. I know that. I mean, Because Austin's painting one of them. They're working on one of them. They, maybe you've made board. They haven't made an RPG yet. I'm gonna, if 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 I'm wrong, tell me. Tell at, me. At which point, then yes, it does kind of inherently come with the territory. But generally speaking, like, but even then, not really. No, because at the end of the day, it's the GM's role to do that for you because you're a masochist and you want to play that game. Right. Because you rather enjoy getting blooded in the face by a rake at every step you every turn. Some people do. I'm not gonna judge. Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of hours in Dark Souls Three. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything about that because I, I like when things suck in the way things suck. Right. But ultimately, even in that setting where like it is just 100% super difficult, face grindy kind of environment, that doesn't mean that this is the GM against you. No, it's you did this to yourself. You wanted to play this, and the GM is here facilitating this. They- the GM is the referee, basically. Like, he's he's a working dad, and he has to come out here and be the referee, and all the other soccer parents are going to yell at him. But here's the thing, like again, to remind just to remind everyone, like in addition to the amount of effort that GMs are putting into each individual session, not you know, let alone the entire campaign, 
this is something that all of you, all of you, all of you, including your GM, are doing in your free time. And ask yourself, would you like to be doing something in your free time where it is generally agreed upon that everyone should be having fun and then have someone in the process decide that you don't get to have fun because they're going to, that they're basically out to get you? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. So why? It's, it's, don't do that to your it's GM. Asinine. Like, utterly backwards. Again, though, as we t- say at the beginning of the podcast, we could kind of see, objectively speaking, how that yeah. mindset comes about. And, I mean, a lot of it is you just have to catch yourself when you're going into the mindset. Because even me, as a GM, I get frustrated. People get frustrated. That is a condition of human nature. You just have to be like, why am I getting frustrated? Mm-hmm. And how can I work around this? Right. You have to have that little bit of internal dialogue. Yep. And ultimately, if if a player, if another player in your party spent hours creating backstory and stuff for their character, and just from day one you you arrived to get them, you would seem like a complete douche. You know who you'd be, Jacob? That guy. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Because he's that guy, and you're you. You're you're, you're not. You're better than that guy. You're your guy. <laughs> right. Listen, if you're being that guy, you're not being the kind of person Mr. Rogers thought you could knew you could be. Not thought, knew. Knew. Knew you could 100%. be. 100%. If you're not being the kind of person Mr. Rogers knows you can be, that just feels bad, man. That is the big sad. There are no mistakes, just happy little accidents. I mean, sometimes they're just objective mistakes. It is sometimes... Like Comic Sans. <laughs> That was good. I'll give you that one. I was about to give a specific, more specific, like, you know, Dungeon Dragon related objective. But yeah, that's just objectively, Comic Sans, objectively, mistake. I feel bad whoever made Comic Sans. Just like, I don't, I never made anything in my entire life. I'm. You know, those other good, you know, those other fonts that people like that are good? Yeah. Let's make one that's not that. (laughs) They're, you know, in in the person's defense, whoever made Comic Sans, they still made something. They, they, they made something where everything could be like, I'm, I'm not a great font, but I'm not Comic Sans. He made the ultimate testing block. Uh, yeah, sometimes the best you can say is you can serve as a, like, your, your purpose to exist and serve as an example. Like, you're not going to be great, but that is the, that is your point. Yeah. You're, you're, you're proving that other things can be better. But be, given that we are human and changeable and in such case, improvable, Perhaps improve upon oneself and improve upon the habit of going to the mindset of players versus GM. Because it's just, it's not great. Like, again, we understand where it comes from. But don't don't be Comic Sans. Be the Times New Roman we know you can be. Sure. I guess. I'm going to start using that. Okay. That's my new inspiration. I feel like you're going to anger a lot of people when they realize what you've done, but... <laughs> They'll be like, damn, that's inspiration. Wait, did they call me Comic Sans? <laughs> <laughs> that asshole! Yeah. It's a great insult. Yeah. So, like, uh, to reiterate, GMs for... Players for GMs, GMs for player. That's not... The, that's not... A, that's not the spirit of tabletop role-playing. It's not. Just... And it's not, honestly, objectively speaking, I don't think there's any rules lawyer in the world who could really, like, genuinely argue that it's also one of the letters of Dungeons & Dragons. Because by the written letter, a GM's role, we've been over this written letter, like, is to craft the world and facilitate the adventure. It is not 
they are playing against the party. Yeah. At the, at no point, I don't think it is ever written. Ultimately, 100%. Put it in your mind right now. It's not you, you, you versus won't do the it. DM. You, it. You can't. That is not how you play the game. Right. Just every day, I, I, I will not fight the GM. I'm not a, going against the GM. That is not how you play Dungeons & Dragons. Right. That is not... Out of all the ways you can play, there's a near infinite amount of ways you can play Dungeons & Dragons. That just is not, not like that. Just not, not like that. Right. Because you said that there's not objectives, not technically a wrong way to do it. But we were wrong. There, we were wrong. There is one wrong way. And it's... We, we keep it locked in a basement under, under heavy locking key and never let it see the light of day. But it is players versus GMs. There is one wrong way to play it, and that is that. Even if everyone is in agreement, it doesn't... That's basically, no. that's basically just a group of people saying, like, hey, agreeing to make... To do something improperly. Like, hey, we could all like we could all play this properly, whereas you know everyone's in this together, or we could play you versus us. Like, yes, I like this idea. We're all like, that's a group of people actively making an incorrect decision. I, I am laying down the hammer. They they are playing something, but it is not D and D because <laughs> that is that is how we're gonna reconcile this mess of logic we've printed out. Right. This is the one way you cannot play D and D, and when you you play it like this, it is not D and D. It is it, it's something. I will acknowledge that you are playing a game, <laughs> but it is not any form of RPG. You're playing something. I'll, I'll give you that. Sure. I don't know what it is. Right. It's then... like antimatter. <laughs> if, if it comes into contact with anything real D&D, just... Right. It's pretty... You one could even say that it's toxic. Because it's just... It's a toxic, unhealthy mindset. Yeah. It really is. But I feel like we've harped on about this about as much as we can. Oh, um, I, I could go further, but we could. You probably don't want to listen further because we've. I think at this listen, point, you could go further, but also your name isn't Austin, so you don't get to. No, <laughs> well, there's only one person on this on the roster at Shield Wall, whether they be you know a just every once in a blue moon, anytime you know Mars is in retrograde or regular, that gets to go on for literally the entire length of a Lord of the Rings extended film, and that that person's name is Austin. I won't say his last thing. I don't want. I don't want him to be inundated. And also because he's also laid that down that gauntlet himself before. You need only find our longest episodes to find it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. anyway, we do welcome again to reiterate. Actually, I don't know when this was coming out with regards to the whole TPK episode. So either, hey, you know we want to have a dialogue, or B, we we want to have a dialogue. Let's just put it there. Right, this is, and this B, is sorry, spoiler word for what's coming up next. I guess. Yeah. Uh, we won't have to dialogue with you, so if you disagree with us, for whatever reason, on this particular topic, or you have insight or input of your own, we want to hear it. We want to engage with you guys, because, well, that's fun. That yeah. conversation is fun. So head on over to our Facebook page, Shieldwall Productions at Facebook.com. Or head on over to our Twitter at the official SWP. Whether or not you want to tell me I'm wrong, and, and tell me why I'm wrong, and I'm more than happy to open the course of dialogue. I'm sure it'll be fascinatingly entertaining to read. Or, if you just want to shoot the shit and talk, I'm more than happy to do that as well. Indeed, and whenever you're listening to us too, be it iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever, do not forget to subscribe if you're not subscribed already, and we shall catch you next time. Get us!